So this What is Church series has been one that I don't know again about you, but has really challenged me and stretched me and, and found me moving ever deeper into relationship with Jesus. And it has been so awesome. And through all the speakers and all the guests, there have been practical, spiritual, emotional uh, nuggets and boulders that God has thrown at us to really chew on and process and think about. But I brought to us what I felt God was saying through it all, kind of summarizing three key points that God was really making sure we would become as the church, that we would be as the church, as the people of God, as believers who love Jesus, follow him, and want to live and honor all that he has called us to do. And those three things are, we're called to be a moldable people. We're called to be holy. And we're called to be missional. And last week, we spent time unpacking what it meant to be moldable. We dove into scripture and, and talked about how we are transformed. And, and even our verse for the year, which will come back up again today as well. Our verse for the year, which talks about being transformed, changed, moldable. We talked about the fact that God is doing so much in us and through us, but we have to make sure that we stay moldable, that he could hold us in his hands and, and shape us. And, and whether it be a, a, a real big change that actually there's loads in us that has to be completely molded and changed, or whether it be a tiny little detail, whatever it may be, we have to be moldable. And we talked about the fact that moldability leads to holiness. So today, we're talking about the fact that we are called to be holy. And that word holy is, is part of our Christianese. It's part of our daily Christian language, things that we talk about on a regular basis. But I wonder if we actually genuinely know what holy means, what it means to step into holiness to be made holy, I wonder. So that word holy in, in the original Hebrew language is Kaddish, which is actually part of, uh, almost part of the root Kaddosh, which literally means sacred. So, so, so to be holy, God being holy, he is sacred. And then we talk about stepping into God's holiness, the fact that, that he emanates a holiness, that we are called to be a people that are holy, that live in holiness. And that word holiness, Kodesh, literally means apartness, sacredness. And, and oftentimes we, we hear this apartness, and we go, okay, well, we're called to be set apart and different. We're called to be stepping into the sacred because our God is holy and we're called to be like him. So we're called to be stepping into the sacred, reflecting the sacred. Now, I don't know about you, but the moment I start talking about something being sacred, special, set apart, pure, I start getting almost concerned and worried because I go, well, hold on a second. I'm not those things. I'm not set apart hundred percent. I'm not really that pure. I have my downfallings. I'm not cleansed perfectly. And you're asking me to become holy. You're telling me I have to be holy. So you might be saying, well, how are we called to be holy? Well, the thing is that scripture points 
to this so clearly. In 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1 we read, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. The fact that we have these promises in God of who he is in us and what he's done in us. The fact that we have Jesus who gave his life for us on the cross. Let us purify ourselves. But it's not just Paul writing to the Corinthians. We see Peter and 1 Peter say, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. So if you're sat there going, Well, hold on a second. I, I, I want to be a Christian. I want to follow Jesus, but I don't want to be holy. Actually, you are called to be holy. You are called to be set apart. You are called to be stepping into the sacred. You are called to be purified, to be cleansed, to be washed white as snow. You're called to be living in holiness because of who called you and him being holy. In Hebrews we read, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. And this next part of the verse, it's Hebrews 12, verse 14. It says, again, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Wow. Without that holiness, no one will see God. See, we are called to be holy because of who Jesus is. So what does that holiness look like, church? Well, that looks like us becoming more and more like Jesus. That looks like us being brutally honest about our rubbish, about our sin, and, and, and genuinely laying it before the cross and saying, Lord, I don't want this. I don't want my addictions. I don't want my, my, my sarcastic, uh, negative, judgmental, pharisaical ways. I don't want to live like the world lives. I want to live like you are asking me to live. Lord, I want to love you with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength and I want to love my neighbor as myself. I want your spirit, God, to transform me and change me. I've often made the statement that if you look back on your life and you are not more like Jesus today than you were in past, then something's wrong. And, and the truth is that that statement remains true because we are called to become holy, to be more and more like Jesus. And, and oftentimes we, some of us might hear that, that word holy and, and worry about it and kind of think, well, I'm not holy. I'm not, I'm not cleansed. I'm not perfect. And so we sometimes go the complete opposite and run the other way. But as we'll see in a bit, being called to be holy isn't immediate, isn't a Lord, I'm ready. Make me holy. Ha <laughs> ha. It's not like that. Being made holy starts with us saying, Lord, your way, your will, not mine. Starts with us recognizing that there is a need for us to be stepping into the sacred, into the pure, 
into this set apart. So as you're watching this, are there aspects of your life that are not yet sacred? Because I'm sure that if you're watching this, there is something inside of you that is longing for Christ and crying out to him. There's something inside of you that you're going, yes, Lord, more of you. I want to worship you. I want to live by you. I want to cry out to you. I want to live the way you want me to live. But I can promise you, even if every part of you desires it, there'll be an aspect of you that has yet to be made holy. There's definitely plenty of aspects of me. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 9, we read, He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. See, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. See, church, the reason we're called to be holy is because of God's grace poured out on our lives. And it's by his grace that we can be made holy. The truth of the matter is you cannot do it in your strength. I cannot do it in my strength. And if I'm honest, we cannot achieve holiness. And we're not even worthy of holiness because we are that broken, that messed up. But it is by God's grace that he would give us his one and only son. And if you're watching this and you don't quite get that, you don't maybe have that relationship with Jesus. Let me encourage you and remind you or maybe tell you for the first time of who God is. He is a God, creator of all the universe, who loves you so much that he wants to spend eternal life in relationship with you. In a holy, cleansed, pure, awesome relationship with you. And your brokenness is rubbish, as is mine. We are broken people. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of God's grace poured out for us, We are promised eternal life. We are promised salvation with him. But to be with God forever in his presence, we have to be holy because the unholy cannot be living in eternity with God. And so we are made holy. We are transformed day by day more and more and more into the image of Christ. And that big Christianese word that we use is sanctification. But all that means is we're being transformed daily, bit by bit, some big bits, some small bits, but daily we are being made holy, being made to look like, act like, smell like Jesus. So what aspects of your life do you want to bring before God right now, knowing that it is by his grace that you have received forgiveness and salvation. And it's by his grace that he can move you into holiness. So we are called to be a holy people. But it is also important to say that we are called to be a holy people and not a holy huddle. Because see, oftentimes we hear that word holiness, yeah? That, that uh, kadosh, that we are, sorry, kadesh. Kadesh is holy, comes from the Kodesh, from, comes from Kadosh uh, 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 of that, the original purity, uh, that, 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 oh my goodness of God. But that holiness, which we often refer to, that we are called to live in, is Kodesh, that original Hebrew root Kodesh, which is apartness, sacredness, but it is being set apart. And oftentimes people hear holiness, and what they hear in that is we have to live separate from the world. We have to live away from that of sin, away from that of the world. And and the truth is, yes, 
We are called to live holy, being made holy, separate from sin. Yes, but not in a holy huddle. Unfortunately, what we tend to sometimes do, maybe out of uh, 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 you know, our tradition, our teaching, or maybe out of fear that actually as we're being made holy, we don't want to fall, we don't want to backslide, we don't want to be dragged in, sucked in, pushed into the world or to the sin of the world. And so because of that, we surround ourselves by other brothers and sisters who love Jesus and who are being made holy. And in that, we stay in that huddle. And we are becoming more and more holy, but, but that is a holy huddle. That is us crouching together this way, going, I got it. Stay with me. And sometimes we might reach our arm out and say, come join us. But come huddle in. Let me ask you this question. Would you agree that Jesus is holy? I'd imagine that was a yes. I can't see your faces. But I'd imagine that you know Jesus to be holy because Jesus is God embodied. Jesus is God wrapped in flesh that he would come and live a life that we could look to and learn from and and be saved by. But Jesus is holy. And in his holiness, in his separateness, he did not create holy huddles. If anything, He did the opposite. He became, he was holy and allowed others to become holy, but he allowed others to become holy among the sin, among the brokenness out there. We turn to Mark 2 verses 13 through 17. And this is an area, this is the story where where Jesus is actually um, calls Levi and it's literally titled. And we know that the the titles in scripture are not originally there. These are the, the translators that have kind of put a little title to maybe help us. But this is as simple a title as it gets. Jesus calls Levi and eats with sinners. And it says this, Verse 13, once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. And while Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And when the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? You can almost hear the disgust in their voice. And on hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous. But sinners. How awesome is that? That as we're being made holy, as we give our lives to Jesus, as we accept him as our Lord and Savior, as we come to to understand our sin, our brokenness, and we bring it to God and we say, Lord, I don't want it. Take it. We see forgiveness. We see cleansing. We see transformation as we are being made holy. But then Jesus doesn't just stop there and say, great, now gather among yourselves and be done. He says, now go and make disciples He calls us to be missional, which we'll talk about more next week. But in that missionality, in that mission that he sends us on, 
It is to those who are broken, who are sinners. He's saying, hey, be holy. Be set apart in terms of how you act, how you live, how you love. Be set apart in how you worship me. Be set apart in what you do with your money. Be set apart in how you treat other people. Be set apart in your fight for justice. Be set apart in how you literally reach out for all those around you who don't know me, who don't love me. Be set apart. Be holy in those things, Jesus says. But you're going to do those things. You're going to be holy in the place where holiness does not yet exist. You're going to be holy in the place where holiness does not yet exist. And why is that such an important phrase? Because that is a reminder that we are called to be made holy, that we are receiving from God. It is an up and down relationship. But actually, as I'm called to be holy, I'm called to live it out there, to live out the holiness that I have in Christ, that a holiness that I have by his spirit, the cleansing, the washing, the everything. I've got to live it out there. But it's where holiness has not yet been. Because actually the truth is, is as we share the gospel, as we live holy lives, people are going to take notice and they're going to ask questions. They're going to be like, hey, how come you're different? Hey, who's this Jesus guy that you love and worship? Hey, can I get to know him? And as they get to know him, they give their lives to Jesus. The Spirit's poured out on them. And by his spirit, they will be cleansed and be made holy. And so holiness may not be there yet, but oh man, are we praying and oh man, are we living that there will be holiness there because that is part of what we're called to do. So we're called to be holy and we're called to be a holy people, but not a holy huddle. But again, finally, I think the real important thing to say is that becoming holy is continual and gradual. If you've watched this far uh, and you're thinking, man, there's a lot of pressure to be holy and man, I've only just come to faith or man, I've been a Christian for years and I'm still struggling with this unholy aspect of my life or there's so much work that is still to be done in me. You have two choices in those moments. One to say, it's just too much to forget the holiness I'm walking away. Or you come to the realization that actually holiness is is continual. I've said it before. Until the day that we die, until the last breath in our lungs, we are going to be transformed. And as we're transformed by God into the likeness of Jesus, we are being made holy. And it's also gradual. There are aspects of your life that will change like that. There will be thoughts and, and addictions that can, that can disappear like that. But there are also some which won't. And that's different for every single one of us. There are some where you have to keep coming back to God. Keep crying out to Him. Keep daily picking up your cross and saying, Lord, come on. I'll lay before your cross all my rubbish, all my actions, my pharisaical thoughts, my addictions. I lay them all before you because I still need more of you. I need to be made more holy. Maybe you don't believe that. Maybe you think, oh, Adrian, those are some nice thoughts, but I'm, 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 a, I'm a Christian. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I want to see it in Scripture. So we turn to Romans 6, 22, and it says, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. 
and the result is eternal life. Let me read it just one more time. Just let that real sink in. Romans 6, 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit that you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. There's a few things in that. There's so much in that. We could have a whole other sermon, but just a few quick points. Now that you've been set free, now that you've given your life to Jesus and you've accepted the fact that Jesus came and lived this life, walked this earth, took the cross, died for you, rose again, that you would be set free from sin. Now that you've been set free from sin and have become a slave of God. Because you see, we got to accept what God has done for us in Jesus, but we have to recognize that as we accept that, there's a call in our lives to do anything and everything God asks of us. Romans 12, 1 and 2, to give our whole lives as a living sacrifice, holy, sacred, set apart, and pleasing to Him. As we are set free, and as we become slaves to God, the benefit that we reap... And when Paul's writing this, there's a lot of this whole slavery stuff and there's all this like kind of, oh, do I really want to follow God? And do I really, and the language he uses is become a slave to God. It's like, really, he's like, but the benefit that you have in giving all that you have, the benefit that you receive is that you, you, you're led into holiness. And being led to holiness again, it's, 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 as you're, you're, it's a path, it's a journey. You're not led into anything that's instant. And the results of being led into holiness is eternal life. How awesome is that? And how are you being transformed? By the power of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst. That actually, you know, you have God's Holy Spirit as you cry out to God, as you accept him as your Lord and Savior, as he pours out his spirit, he is living and dwelling in you. And so that prayer, the way I end that prayer oftentimes of, hey, God, more of you and less of us, isn't just quoting John the Baptist when he, when he says to Jesus that he must decrease so that Jesus could increase. It is more than that. It is a spiritual prayer of saying, Lord, you are in me. I want your presence to increase. I want your ways to increase. I want your desires, your will, your movements to increase in me, in this temple of yours. Lord, I want more of you and less of me, my sinful and broken ways. Because you've called me to holiness and I want to be more holy. I want to be more holy. So as as we talked last week, being moldable leads to holiness. And the truth is we're called to be a holy people. We're called to be a holy people, but not a holy huddle. We're called to get out there. To live in a holy manner in the brokenness that is around us. And our holiness is continual and gradual. So today, as you reflect on where your holiness is, as you spend time crying out to God, asking Him to transform you, to further make you into the likeness of Jesus, to to make you more holy, to make you purer, more sacred, to prepare you to further step into His presence deeper and deeper, closer and closer. 
as you ask of him, I want to encourage you to be ready for whatever it is he says. Because sometimes the things that God says to us shock us and maybe even upset us because they're not what we were expecting to hear. But it's truth that is needed. So let God minister to you today that you would be made more holy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you're an awesome God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who has got plans for us. And Lord, we thank you that you rescue us from our brokenness, from our sin, from the, 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 the destruction, the, the filth that we have been in. And Lord, that you cleanse us and transform us and make us more holy. And so Lord, we pray right now that we would be able to come before you and allow you by your spirit to make us more holy that we would allow you by your spirit to cleanse us and purify us and wash us white as snow. Lord, that we right now would be transformed. And Lord, if we've never allowed you to do this before, Lord, I pray right now that as we step into a relationship with you, God, that you would right now meet us in a most powerful of ways. But Lord, we do keep on praying more of you, God, and less of us that you would continually make us holy and that, Lord, that we would live out that holiness in the places you've called us to live it out, that others would see you and be led to you, be transformed by you and ultimately come to give their lives to follow you. In Jesus' precious and awesome name we all pray. Amen.